Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. Alright, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Wife! Do you know what we're doing today? I think it's a Saturday. It is. So we're doing Q&A Saturday. Right, right. And uh, what kind of cues we got today? I'll be honest. We didn't really have very many cues. We were just like, are we reading this correctly? Yeah. And I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that's a a plus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I I looked up some um, stuff about structure. And that was kind of interesting like not as interesting as say behemoths right 
Yeah, it's hard to top Leviathans and Behemoths. It know? really is. It really is. But you know, we'll we'll do what we can, and it's still good to know. Right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go get into this. Okie dokie. Okay. So before I get into the structure and all of that, okay, I just want to say, I I was a little disappointed when I got into my search. Because I still had my search windows open from last week. <laughs> and so I had things like classification of demons. And you're like, I want to go down this road. Yes, I so did. Yeah, yeah. And then I had to close that window out. And I was like, womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> so this is nothing like last week. But it, hey, it's more. You can't, you can't, you know. It's more academic than. Got it. Than um, what we normally do, I sure, guess. Sure, sure. Okay. So the theme of Job in general is why do righteous people suffer? Which is basically why do bad things happen to good people? Okay. And we both kind of already said that. But right. that is confirmed. Okay. That is what the theme of this whole book is. Got it. Okay. And so, like, story up to this point, like, where we are... Um, during this portion, Job laments the night of his conception and the day of his birth. He longs for death. His three friends visit him and accuse him of committing sin. Right. And tell him that his suffering was deserved as a result. Right, right. And that was the traditional understanding of suffering at that time. So yeah. that made sense. Yeah. And I mean. There's still some of that that lingers today. Mm -hmm. Like people still, if you have mm -hmm. something bad befall you. Yes. People will be like, well, what did you do to deserve it? You know, it's yes. kind of, it's not, it's not like a fact. Right. Like, it's not a thing that people are like, you definitely did. But people, some people, religious people, mm -hmm. do sometimes think that about other people. Yes. And they also think, and so this is all part of God's plan anyway. Right, right. Which I'm not sure how you reconcile, you fucked up and you earned this versus, but this was all God's plan. Right. But I've never understood that. That, that, that it doesn't really make sense. No. And how I, do you have free will and choice to fuck up and yet it's all it's in God's plan. It's just a convenient excuse to yeah. ascribe things to God. Exactly. Exactly. Um that is something that Candide um railed against and so you should or I'm sorry that Voltaire railed against and so you should read his book candide right because um i know i've recommended that before but it, yeah you're, it really... you're literally you're recommending that to me because i have not read it but i've also recommended it to our listeners before as right. well right. and they haven't read it either well we don't know that <laughs> you i'm talking to you the one out there that hasn't read you it. know who you are yeah read it yeah okay so anyway job responds to his friends with scorn Towards, you know, they're, they're being miserable to him. Right. I and, mean, like, dude just lost everything. Yeah. And has boils. And he's like, the fuck, guys? He's like, this does not track. Y'all are not helping me. And this does not track. Right. The math ain't mathin'. Right. Okay. And so, you know, he responds with scorn. He questions God. And he fiercely opposes the idea that he's being punished for wrongdoing. Because he's like... Okay, I'm not saying I'm sin-free, but if I'm being punished for whatever sins I may or may not have committed, I've already been forgiven for them. I've already atoned for them. So 
um, why ain't y'all suffering worse than me? Because I right. know y'all shit stink. Right. You know? Right. So he begins to berate God for the disproportionate wrath against him, which it really is disproportionate. And he does see it as wrath because to this point, and I believe throughout the whole book, they are unaware of the other situation that's taking place in heaven between God right. and Satan. Yeah, obviously. It wouldn't be much of a bet if you let the person you're betting against right. or for know. So he doesn't on. know that he's just a pawn. He, you know, his understanding is that um, he's being judged or he's being um tested to see how strong this faith is or right. he's being punished and he's like i don't understand this people is bullshit say that people you know the, the christians are against gambling sometimes mm-hmm. the fuck god does it yeah I it's mean, true you know it's come on. true he literally tells um satan also referred to as the adversary um bet my guy's good right and satan's like hold my beer we'll check that <laughs> right, theory right exactly So he sees God, Job, that is, sees God as intrusive, suffocating, unforgiving, obsessed with destroying a human target, angry, fixated on punishment, hostile, and overall destructive. A dick. A dick. Yeah. To sum it up. Right. Yeah. He sees him as a dick in not so many, but more words. Right. Yes. So that's where we're at thus far. And from there, I thought I would, um, like I said, go over the structure a little bit. Which okay. I didn't realize that there is a a very easy outline um, where you can see the structure of this book. Okay. So the first two chapters are referred to as the prologue. And that's basically where they're setting up the story. And it's where we're introduced to Job and we're also introduced to the situation with God and the devil. Got it. Or Satan. Yeah. Okay, um, so that's chapters one and two. Okay, chapters three through 31 are referred to as the dialogue. Oh, my. Right. And that's going back and forth between Job, his friends, Job to God, Job right, to his friends. Right. Um, so we've got, you know, 20. We've got a lot of dialogue coming. Chapters. Yeah. Right. So that that's the section that we're in right now. Got it. And chapter three is the beginning of that section, and that one covers Job's self-curse and self-lament. Okay? So after chapter three, we're still in the dialogue, but the first section after chapter three is what's referred to as round one. Okay. Okay? So there's different rounds of the dialogue. Got it. Okay? Okay. And, And it's a very cyclical nature, like it's friend Job friend or friend friend job or something like that got it and and it repeats okay okay so yep. this is round one of that repetition okay so um so we've covered chapters one and two we've covered chapter three so now we're starting round one chapters four and five are eliphaz and eliphaz asks whether humans are righteous before god like that's his basic sure. thing okay because don't forget, this is a conversation. Yes, he's like speaking for two straight chapters. Right. But this is actually supposed to be a dialogue, which is why it's called the dialogue. Sure, sure. Okay, so then chapter six, Job is speaking to Eliphaz. And Job points out that it is his righteousness that is at stake. Right. So he's like, the fuck? And then in chapter seven, Job 
turns from Eliphaz to rail at God. Right. And he's like, the fuck, my guy. Yeah. And then in chapter eight, Bildad starts. Right. Talking. And Bildad asks whether God perverts justice or righteousness, which to me the answer is yes. Right. So then in chapters nine through ten, which catches us up to where we are, Job asks how a person can be righteous before God. Right. And does it mean that I am righteous or that I have been found to be and declared so by him? Sure. Which I didn't catch that, but that there is a difference between the two. Like, am I good or is it just that God has declared it so? Right. Okay. Which I found that really interesting. So, um, that that's kind of the question that is central to this section. Right. And, you know, what does it matter if I think that I'm good? If, if God doesn't. If God doesn't. Right. And it's like trying to figure out, like, how do you reconcile those two and still maintain your faith? Yeah. And your belief that God is only good and just. Sure. And is God just and should God be just? Right. But then what do you find out when he made a bet? Or what do you, what do, you do when you find out he made a bet? Um, I don't know if he finds out or not. Right. I honestly don't. I, I do know at one point God comes down and talks to him. Mm, okay. Which I find interesting. Um, but I tried really hard to avoid going much further past yeah. chapters 9 and 10. Even though we're in the middle of, quote, the dialogue. Right. Okay. Um, the rest of this section of round one, we haven't read yet. But um, just to set you up for it, in chapter 11, that's when Zophar will speak. I kind of figured that was coming. Right. Because because this is the the pattern. Sure. And that's what they mean by around. It's pattern one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then to wrap up round one in chapters 12 through 14, Job will then speak again. Got it. So that's where we're at. That's what's been happening. And it raises some interesting questions. And we did understand pretty much what was happening um, which is why we didn't really have any questions. Yeah. No, I mean, it's uh, other than the, the heavy prose that they're using mm-hmm. to, for these, discuss, this dialogue. Right. It's, it's, it's very, fairly straightforward. It's heavy handed and it's definitely more flowery than it needs to be, but it's considered by some, um, sects of Christianity to be the poetics Right. Like, remember, with um, the Jewish Bible, it's considered the writings, the ketuvim, the least important of the three sections. Yeah. And um, the Christianity has them listed as poetics. And that's why we have the flowery speech. Yeah, no, I get that. I just, I guess, you know, when I'm searching for what the meaning of, like, if I'm, if I'm Christian, if I'm, if I'm searching for my religion, if I'm trying to find out. I don't need flowery. I need to know what Just he tell wants. Just me straightforward. Right? Yeah. It doesn't need to be poetic. There's no reason for it. It's just the fact that it just it just furthers the idea that this is written by man mm-hmm. and, you know, pushed by man because they're thinking that this is going to make people like it more, essentially. Right. right. You don't have to like it. You just have to know what it's talking about. Well, I think something that I find interesting is that um, we've always heard, based on 
the Bible that man is made in God's image. And then there's the argument that goes, no, the fact of the matter is God is made in man's image. Right. And that is so obvious, particularly in the book of Job, because only men, humans, yeah. only humans could be so cruel as to say, tell a guy to chop off his son's dick or to kill him and right. then be like, psych, just kidding. <laughs> you know, only humans could be so cruel as to genocide an entire bunch of people and then not even think that there's anything wrong with that. Right. Like no true God would be okay with that. At, not the God as we understand him to be. A God shouldn't be as petty as this God is. Or small-minded, right. or shallow. If this thing or moved to anger, built the entire universe, it doesn't give a fuck about you. Yeah, there's no reason for it to. Right, right. It's just so. It it's so obvious that God is based on human understanding, and humans are cruel. Therefore, they made a cruel God. Right. Yep. It. I mean, there's there's really nothing that that says at all. Do, yep. do we need to read anymore? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes, because our goal is to read the whole Bible. Right. But also we just, you know, there it is. Yeah. So yeah. I think we found the answer. It only took us up to Job, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, um, do we have anything else to go over today? Um, no, that pretty much finished it up. Like I said, didn't have anything to specifically answer. Um, but it, right. Still Just interesting. Sum it up and, and go over a couple of things. Let that's us, fine. Let us know where we're at. Right. So that was our Q and A for Job chapters six through ten. Correct. And uh, we are hopeful to be back tomorrow with our. Oh, tomorrow's Sunday. That's so right. tomorrow will be. Oh, what is it called? Um. Um. <laughs> <laughs> sacrilegious book club there you go i couldn't think of I, it. I mouthed it like three times trying to get you to say it i know but i couldn't see your mouth yeah and okay. i'm dumb okay yeah so there it is yeah, right. yeah that one and then you'll do the weekly wrap up yep and then we'll be back on monday with job chapter 11 very good all right we'll see you guys soon yep bye Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. 
Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.